five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything that you need to know about your Vancouver Titans. This is Chris at Lightforce, the usual host that comes and whispers the sweet nothings into your ears, and I am joined by co-host Omni at the Omni Strife, or sorry, I did it again, Omni. You gotta, you gotta really like streamline your names, and on Twitch, you're the Omni Strife, on Twitter, you're at Omni Strife. It wasn't done by choice. You know, we're going to have to like completely rebrand you, I think, <laughs> just so that we can we can make this work. But we also have a special guest with us. We alluded to his arrival. We have Timber, who is at Aaron Flynn on Twitter. Timber, welcome. What's up, guys? You might know me as Timber Flynn on Discord as well. Yes, and we are going to talk a little bit about uh, that in a short Bit, uh, but gentlemen, uh, we are only days away from the season opener for the Vancouver Titans. On a scale of one to full Sasquatch, uh, how much hype do you have? Ooh, that's a pretty like the Sasquatch is growing. There is there is a a small uh, 30, 40 percent fully grown uh, Sasquatch at the moment, but there are some signs of. Uh, True Overwatch League uh, shenanigans happening already. Uh, some drama as well. So it's been pretty entertaining, to say the least. Timber, you got to be full Sasquatch boat now, right? I mean, I've been rewatching Runaway Grand Finals for a quick minute. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Like I'm pretty psyched. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, we won't spend a whole lot of time talking about the introduction, but just to give you an insight on what we're going to talk about with this episode, the one just before the start of the season, where next episode we're going to be talking about, oh my God, did you see that? But we are going to talk a little bit about the social side of things, as we always do. But instead of asking the question, what's going on, we've got Timber here to tell you everything that you need to know about Reddit, Discord. We're going to talk about viewing parties. We're also going to talk about the community countdown. Not only that, there's a lot going on within the league. So we're going to talk a little bit about merch again. We're going to talk about uh, some player movement. We've got some talent announcements. Uh, do you like watching television? Well, the Overwatch League is going to be coming to the boob tube near you. And anything else that we can think to squeeze in on this episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast. So kick back, throw the feet up on whatever piece of furniture that is nearby, because you know what? We're going to move the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Now, Timber, we alluded to this earlier, but uh, you had mentioned you are uh, Timber Flynn on Discord. And, um, you know, 
I thought it would be kind of cool um, to talk a little bit about your role there. We'll get to it in a moment, but I want to actually give some backstory. Um, you and I have actually been in, in contact for some time about uh, getting you onto the podcast. We we're you know checking schedules. Your people, they were talking to my people. Um, we left out Omni's people, and, and Omni got a little <laughs> upset about that. Heck, Sam didn't even show up. That's how upset he is. You know, rip Sam. Makes sense. But uh, the uh, Reddit... Uh, page is actually where I, you know, started uh, getting to know you first. And then uh, when the Reddit page, uh, Titans OWL had uh, a discord, I joined it. And uh, then it went the whole back and forth about, you know, which discord is the better discord. Was it the uh, Titans uh, Reddit discord or was it the ready set poem discord? Little did I know (laughs) there was stuff going on behind the scenes, but you know, care to tell us a little bit about uh, the whole evolution of, you know, the Titans Reddit and Titans Discord server? Yeah. So um, as far as the Discord server, originally it was founded as a runaway specific Discord server. Uh, I can't remember. Um, Yakinator. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the founder. If you ever see it, he's no longer has. A, I don't think he has the founder role anymore because he had to give uh, founding ownership off to uh, someone on the Titans so it could get officially approved as the discord server of the Titans. But he uh, went ahead and started it and just messaged people that he noticed on uh, RCOW um, and just said, Hey, you're a runaway fan. What do you think about joining this discord server? And so we just joined it and it was uh, a couple games. I think it was one of the playoff games uh, for contenders when we all just started joining up and started building kind of the fan base on the server. And one of the coolest things was the grand finals when runaway made their miraculous comeback and had their championship. Uh, we had just a, a live stream where everybody was just chatting and when they won, it was just everyone typed anything they could type in and press entered. Like it was crazy. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that this year. Um, when it comes to the Titans winning the grand final, everybody's just going to be spamming that entire discord channel. Uh, but so that happened, and then they announced themselves. They they got announced as, uh, or the rumors were flying around that they got signed with Vancouver, and so we kind of turned it into a Titans slash Runaway channel. Um, still unofficial, just a bunch of guys that were looking to um, talk about their favorite team, and there was no official Discord. So hey, let's just keep this going, and we did it for a good while, um, and we were building it, and trying to make it better, and you could see still some of the emotes are runaway or um titan specific but we wanted to like go back to the roots a little bit um and and so we we kept some of those uh, emotes and then one day yakinator gets a message and he says by the way yakinator is such a great name um but he gets a message and it just basically is like hey we i, I work with this group here's my twitter so that you can confirm that this is actually me and um what do you say about turning into our official discord server and this was about when Ready, Set, Pwn was really pushing, like, we're just going to be the official Discord server. Uh, and we started a group. There's a small group chat that's kind of hidden in the Discord server uh, called, um, we, it's called Rain City Runners now, uh, where we came up with the name and all that good stuff. But um, there's a lot of, hey, we should do this, we should do this, we should do that. I just kept had to keep my mouth shut for a little while before it was announced. Um, so that's, that's the Discord server side of things. Reddit, on the other hand, as soon as they announced the branding, I hopped on and immediately looked up the words Vancouver Titans to see if there's anything on Reddit so we can build a subreddit for it. And there was. So I clicked this guy's name, the owner, thinking, hey, I'll message him 
uh, see if he, maybe he works for the team or anything like that. Uh, his like only posts were from Toronto defiant people. And he was posting stuff, trying to create like a fan site, like a fan news reporting site. And I said, that's not good. Like this guy is going to create a Reddit to basically troll. So I created our uh, Titans OL or, or OWL. Sorry about that. And um, we built it. And thanks to some people with some good CSS knowledge, like it's built to be something kind of cool, you know? Um, and then just actually today we managed uh, one of the guys was petitioning Reddit and saying, this is not being used. Could we use this for Vancouver, our Vancouver Titans? And so we officially today got um, access as mods over there and we're going to be doing some changes and uh, I think temporarily we're going to throw up, basically, you go to that subreddit and it'll take you to this one, to the Titans OWL one. Um, and so that's kind of the story behind all of it. So did we just break some news on the RSP podcast that uh, Titans Reddit could be going through some transitions? We did just break some news. By God. See, How crazy is that? I know. Like, And I... I First of all, I'm not entirely sure why you didn't start going and registering like the Titans brand. When us here at Ready, Set, Pwn, we shared the name of the team months, well, not really months, a month <laughs> before reveal. I mean, pretty weeks, much when you hear weeks. it here, weeks, month, whatever, yeah, weeks, <laughs> plural. Um, when you hear it on Ready, Set, Pwn, it's pretty much, you know, money in the bank. I mean, <laughs> our, our power rankings are gold. I mean, yeah. But uh, no, that's that's a pretty cool story, and I I know that uh, you'd you'd referenced how I kept saying, well, RSP is going to be official. Um, I'll be honest; I would much prefer RSP to be our podcast Discord. It's it's uh, as I described it to some people who are asking me, like, are you going to keep it? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, when you go to the party, you always need that you know quiet space to go and chat with friends. That's the Ready Set Pwn, you know, Discord. Um, you don't see people dropping. Uh, Titans giveaway referral links in the RSP discord. <laughs> now that I've said that, you know, when this goes live, I'm going to see it da, 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 spam, but uh, no, nah, it's, it's pretty cool. Again, I, um, I am excited uh, to say the least that uh, with, you know, both Reddit uh, becoming more and more official discord becoming official. Uh, the fact that uh, we're hearing about this and then, uh, you know, just was it the last couple of days, uh, the team has joined. You know, yeah. the, the players are all there. Uh, there's staff there. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm looking at uh, some of the names and I'm like, uh, for staff, I'm like, oh, who's this? Who's this? But uh, I know there's, there's sort of a, boundaries here. I'm just saying there's sort of a common theme in here going throughout the history of the Titans with some duality here with uh, the Titans and Runaway. <laughs> and then you have the two uh, discords with rsp and and the official one and now you have the two uh viewing parties it's kind of a it's crazy interesting theme right well you know even the official titans subreddit has the rsp logo but rsp doesn't even have their own logo as an emote so i don't know what's up with that so what the so the rsp <laughs> logo isn't an rsp emote in the rsp discord is that what we're getting at I just checked to confirm and I can confirm. So uh, some backstory here, and this actually has to do more with discord. I don't know now that you, you know, the, the Titans discord has the check mark if they get like all sorts of special things, but there is a max limit to the number of emotes that are available. 
in a, in a discord server. And currently I have all of the team logos and I have all of the overwatch characters plus the owl logo and whatnot. Um, that left me with, I want to say three emote spots or emoji spots. One of them is, uh, the, uh, Omni Sasquatch, uh, which I don't know. Omni, did you give your Sasquatch a name? Which one? Well, okay. I know you've got like 20 of them. In fact, I bet you, you have, you have all your emotes in, in the official, uh, server. Uh, well, there's the squat champ. Yeah. Squat champ. I know that one. No, it's the original with the runaway, the pink runaway Jersey. Oh, I just call him the OG. The OG. Okay. Well, we got the OG as an emoji in at least two spots. I was tempted to have the RSP uh, emoji there, but then I have Nitro. So all I had to do is go up somewhere and then I could ping it wherever I want. Um, I will admit, and I, I'm, I'm going to be straight up honest with you here, Timber. When yesterday, for a short period of time, the RSP emoji disappeared from the official server, I shed a tear. And well, then suddenly it's back, so. I I had nothing to do with that. Oh, no, I get it. Things are going through changes, and <laughs> I, I understand at some point in time, you know, RSP may need to, to, to show respect where respect is due. So I get it. But for uh, until that point comes when Omni and I suddenly see Ready, Set, Pwn taken out of our nickname in the server and the logo disappears, uh, I'm, a, I'm a proud company man. I'm going to pimp out the podcast every which way to Sunday. Let me tell you, <laughs> um, Omni, you actually brought up viewing parties earlier. And I think, uh, it's a good segue before the five Oh come bust down your door. Cause I can hear him in the background. <laughs> there are viewing parties. We've been talking about this, like pretty much every episode for the past three, four weeks. Um, and we started talking about some more specifics, Well, we now have them. So let's first of all start with the official viewing party. So word came out uh, late last week that the Vancouver Titans official viewing party would be held at the sports bar at Rogers Arena. Now this is an all ages event and there are two ticket categories available. There was the general admission ticket of which there was no price associated. They are free and they are sold out. They are gonzo. So if you did not notice on Twitter when those tickets became available at this point in time, those tickets are gone. Now that's not to suggest you can't line up and hope for the best and maybe you'll get in. I don't know. I don't obviously work for the sports bar, but uh, there were also VIP tickets. Those VIP tickets were $150 plus fees. It came to like $160 plus change. And while that's $50 more than the reveal event, it also provided the guaranteed entry plus uh, a swag bag. So uh, we got wind uh, in the official Discord server. If you were curious what would be in that swag bag, uh, it was going to be a Herschel bag. So we knew that going into it. Um, it's also going to include a signed Titans t-shirt. Now, as far as the t-shirt is concerned, it is different than the one that you would have received at the reveal event. So for those of you who are curious, am I going to get duplicate t-shirts with signatures? The answer is no. Now that said, I don't have a t-shirt currently framed on a wall that I go and share with people to rub it in each and every time. You don't? I don't. Oh. Timber, do you have a a t-shirt that's framed that you can tweet out and Show no. everyone each and every time the opportunity presents itself. I mean, I have a pink sweater, but that's about it. 
<clears throat> well, see, Omni does. Now, if I was available for this weekend, and I'll get to that in a quick moment because, uh, Chris, he can't calendar very well. Um, I would have been able to score that Herschel bag, the signed t-shirt, a lanyard, and pin. Those are the four new items. Now, there are some items that you would have seen at the reveal event also included the stress ball, paw socket, and a rubber ba bracelet. So, you know, a few sort of, you know, knick-knack collectible type things. But uh, I think the bag itself is cool. The signed t-shirt is obviously cool. Lanyard pin, also cool. I have not seen the product yet. I simply know uh, based on what was shared in Discord. So, again, just to recap, the official tidings viewing party is going to be this Saturday at the sports bar at Rogers Arena. Uh, general admission tickets are gone. There are still $150 VIP tickets left. Uh, it was 37 this afternoon. I don't know what the number is right now. I should have looked it up prior to the podcast. Uh, now, Timber, are you going gonna to fly into town to go to that event? You know, I would. But my wife's birthday is Valentine's Day. I don't think she'd appreciate that. Oh, sweet. You you know what? Perfect opportunity here. You tell her you've got her a trip to Vancouver for her birthday. You fly in, you know, stay in a nice hotel, you know, Friday night, maybe uh, go out for a nice dinner. Saturday, you can take her to the, the hottest clubs in town, like the sports bar, hottest <laughs> club. It's very romantic now with the snow. Yeah. All right. I have a question. Mm -hmm. It's snowing right now, isn't it? Um, uh, do you like snow or do you not like snow? It depends on your answer. <laughs> no. So so my, my wife hates snow. We moved from Texas to Portland the week of snowpocalypse, huh. where it snowed like a foot of snow, and Portland doesn't ice their ro or salt their roads. Well, neither do we here. We react, yeah, yeah. we react like it is a foot of snow, but it's pretty mild. <laughs> We couldn't get out of our apartment for the first three weeks of us living there. And so we had to walk to the store to get food and stuff like that. And we're Texans, so we're not prepared for snow. Yeah. yeah so it is snowing. So I guess your trip, uh, potential trip got canceled because of that. But uh, for those who listen to this podcast and, and uh, don't live in Canada, you know, or you may have this stereotypical belief that Canadians can handle winter. Most can. But the small pocket of us that live in the Pacific Northwest, um, we're what I call the tropical Canadians. We like our temperate weather and snow is never part of the picture. So like two snowflakes hit the ground and it's snowmageddon. There yeah. are more than two snowflakes on the ground. Pretty accurate. The other viewing party was the one that we had sort of referred to in previous podcast episodes. And that is going to be put on by the rain city runners supporters club. Uh, rain city runners is a, a, a group that myself and timber are, are involved in trying to spin up, get off the ground. Now the rain city runners viewing party is 19 plus you need to be legal here in the uh, province of British Columbia, which is 19 plus to, to go to. But one of the cool things about uh, this event is that uh, the railway club where it is being hosted is going to be showing all Titans matches throughout the season. And there will be uh, beverage discounts. So for those of you who are on a strict budget, trust me, you can get your beverage on at a very good price. There are going to be food specials. And if you happen to come and watch the Vancouver Titans at the Railway Club as part of the Rail City Runners event, you'll be given a card that actually gets you a discount anytime you swing by the Railway Club when maybe the Titans aren't on the big screen. So lots going on there. Um, I just got a quick update before we jumped into the podcast uh, based on some discussions. There's some really cool things that are going to happen, um, and hopefully it really takes off. But again, 
That is the Rain City Runners Supporters uh, uh, Club viewing party. It is running at the same time as the official one. That was not necessarily intended to occur. We wanted to work complimentary, but, you know, a little cross wires. If though, you know, one scene is, you know, not your, your style and the other is, please just come out, come out and support the, uh, the Titans. Um, I, as I had said, won't be going to either because, uh, I, uh, got my holidays uh, mixed up. So uh, family day, which is a holiday here in the province of British Columbia, uh, previously was last weekend years past. And it was odd because the rest of Canada se- celebrated the holiday, uh, this upcoming weekend. So like one province was early, the others were late. So now it's all aligned and I forgot that. So long story short, I won't be in town. I'll be at my in-laws watching Overwatch on the laptop. Timber, I guess you can't come to that one either, huh? No. In fact, we have like a movie night planned and I'm just going to be watching on my phone really quietly. <laughs> um, oh, one final thing. If you She's are... Not gonna to okay. <laughs> well, she might be a subscriber. You don't know. Um, one final thing about the rail city or rail city rain city runners, uh, is that uh, you can find them on Twitter at runners underscore VA. Make sure you give them a follow. Uh, only if you're already following us on Twitter, which is uh, ready set pwn. That's like the third time you've said rail city runners as uh, well. I know, <laughs> you know, and here we are giving you a hard time earlier that you might go and say Rose city and here I'm going rail city nonstop. I've muted myself every time you said it. I was like, I'm not going to say it because I, I know called. I'll make the mistake myself. It should have called me out. That's all good. The other item that we wanted to drop here in the payload is the fact that uh, there has been a quote unquote preseason you know, for the Overwatch League. Now, it's not like what we had seen uh, last year where it was actually a preseason. This one has been uh, titled the Community Countdown. And the way it started off uh, over the course of the weekend was that there were team scrims. There were two days of quote unquote team scrims. And I'm like using serious air quotes here. Cause we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, then there were some uh, different showdown events. So there was a one V one Ash event, a one V one Anna paintball event. Uh, we have the capture to flag uh, uh, matches going on uh, as we record. And then uh, there is the uh, the uh, show match between the uh, the production talent, uh, that being tomorrow. And uh, that gives, technically, you know, a little bit of time off for the uh, teams to open it up this weekend. But uh, the Titans, they had a, a, a scrim, if you could uh, call that, uh, uh, when they're playing Mystery Heroes, a scrim. Uh, you guys... Uh, uh, catch that match? Oh yeah, well, I sure did. Uh, it was a funny in- situation that happened there. When they started the preseason, they they started with regular scrims, and you saw NYXL play against Paris and Atlanta versus Boston. So you you saw an interesting uh, mix up of new expansion teams and the regular teams. But what happened there is um, the lineups were a bit odd, <laughs> causing a bit of trouble for the players. Uh, and even uh, the commissioner, Nate Nanzer, came out and, and complained about what happened. So we'll talk about that fray. Hold those thoughts. Okay. I had thoughts too. But let's let's talk about the Titans specifically. Because, hey, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta run a podcast as we do. The payloads, <laughs> the Titans, the phrase, everything else. Right, right, right. I was trying, just trying to say that Vancouver happened to play Mystery Heroes against uh, the Gladiators. Hey, all I know is the the Titans' flexibility was clearly evident. That's true. But would you consider uh, 
Haxel getting a Farah three times in a row uh, <laughs> flexibility or just plain damn luck? Well, I mean, when you also have Bumper playing a tank into three Reapers, what are you going to do? <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, I so I have to be honest. Mystery Heroes is my jam. So to see the pros play Mystery Heroes um, and, and some of the frustration that can go along with it um, brought a little smile to this old man's heart. Um, you know, a little warmth there. And uh, one of the things that uh, I do believe this actually reinforced, uh, you know, is, is Timber what you did say, and, and uh, is that there is flexibility with this roster, which I think bodes well as we go into the season, that you have a number of players that in match are able to swing into a, a role that they may not be, you know, as as good with, but they're adequate enough that in a pinch can uh, can make it work. Sorry, I was going to say, it was cool to, to get to see Bumper play uh, Lucio again after all these years of switching back to main tank and seeing mm-hmm. Haxall play everything. Like, he's Haxall, so you had to see him play Lucio and then Zen, and then he switched back to tanks again, and I was like, okay, cool. You could see this happen. Speaking of uh, Haxall, I was worried that he would lose his job to Haskell. I don't know if you guys saw that, but the unfortunate uh, aspect of, of preseason play is that when you have preseason social media, um, autocorrect doesn't fix Haxel when you spell it Haskell. And so the official account, they owned it. When someone pointed it out, they're like, um, it's not only is it mystery heroes, it's mystery players. <laughs> I will say I did like seeing uh, Hureg actually get playing time because that's probably the most playing time we'll get to see. It played really well, too. He did. He had a good Hanzo at one point. I, I remember going, okay, Hureg, I see you. This is scrims, so I know you're, you're a scrim god, but... <laughs> <laughs> did either of you uh, catch the uh, Anna Painball 1v1? Yeah, I have a problem with that event. The Anna Painball was a pretty bad idea, in my opinion. When you go Anna Painball, you usually do that as a free-for-all. When you go 1v1... It's not that difficult to scope in and land a shot in the Anna. I'm not bragging here because I'm pretty average and below player, but imagine a pro having to just land a shot. And Anna doesn't have headshots, so any shot on your opponent is basically yeah, tick, a win. Tick, dead. So it yeah. was more of a hide and seek sort of sort of a match. But our our boy Twilight came out and played. I I, I really enjoyed the, his showing. It was super aggressive and. He, he gave me a bit of a scare when he died to a sleep dart. He was against Neptuno, I believe. So Neptuno landed a sleep dart from above. But the next rounds, he just uh, kind of made a statement there. You know what I think they should have done? I know this is talking in the next one, but they really should have done it free-for-all. Uh, not free-for-all, but um, like all Anna Paintball. Everybody play it. And you could have done even a couple other ones like Mystery Hero free-for-all just to test the servers and get more people involved. But just having 1v1 and a paintball was rough. And especially since they picked the one guy you can't buy a jersey for. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I still wonder if Twilight's going to get a jersey. He's going to, I mean, doesn't Hureg have one? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hureg have one and not one of the starters on the team. Yeah, you know what? When it comes to merch, which we'll talk about a little bit later, you could actually say they have a new mold called uh, Mystery Merch. Mystery merch. I like it. Let's do this. But uh, what we'll do here is we'll take a short break before we uh, jump into the fray. 
scrims. I, I'll I'll be honest. When I saw the uh, the announcement of the community countdown, there were two days of scrims. I was genuinely looking forward to seeing what I thought was gameplay. Now, some background here for those who have been following the podcast for very long. I'm a traditional sports fan. So when I see preseason play, I completely understand that the lineup that you see on the ice or on the field is not generally going to be the one lineup you'll see come game time in the regular season. Also, lots of things are being, uh, you know, managed. You've got players who are trying to make a statement, show that they belong. And that's sort of what I had thought. But unfortunately, that's not what happened. Now, when it first became apparent that the two teams that uh, were facing off against each other in the early going weren't going to go and, I mean, for lack of a better word, seriously scrim, it became problematic because you had expectations set for fans expecting, I'm going to see like regular season gameplay, maybe a little bit less than that. I'm going to see some regular season gameplay to, you know, emoting and, uh, you know, players playing off roles. And it's, it was a very divisive conversation. I mean, uh, Omni, you had alluded to this earlier, but uh, Nate Nanzer, who is the commissioner for Overwatch League, weighed into the thought, uh, into it on Twitter with his thoughts. So I'm just going to read uh, a, a few of his, uh, his tweets here. So the first tweet uh, was for the final match today and all day tomorrow, we are switching to mystery heroes. I was hoping we could have some competitive maps for the community today and I'm disappointed that didn't happen. You, the fans, are why we do this and why we have jobs. Sorry to let you down today. He followed it up. For what it's worth, our operations and broadcast teams have some important work they have been able to make progress on today. Hardworking pros that I am proud to work with every day. They recognize the huge task ahead of them next week and are focused on delivering an awesome season for you. And the last tweet. Oh, and the quote-unquote traditional sports players don't care about preseason either argument? Sure, except in preseason MLB, the center fielder doesn't play catcher, and in the preseason NFL, the punter doesn't swap in at left tackle. It's about quality reps in your position on the field of play. So let's pass this baton over to the two of you. Was your expectation uh, like mine, where we thought we would see competitive scrims or did you sort of understand that no team wanted to go and show gameplay for fear it got analyzed before the season had even started? The way I saw it, I thought there would be an opportunity to kind of like play off meta. And the way I approached this, I thought, okay, if we're going to see goats, that means that they're going to try hard and actually treat it as a scrim. But what happened is it was a weird mix of playing goats. So that means that you're probably going to take the match seriously. But they had the weird roles uh, selected for each uh, person on the lineup. They had Jonak on Ryan, for example. So I was kind of confused. And as the games went by, I, I thought, okay, it's just a show match. And, and maybe maybe it's not really a place where we will see these uh, hyper-competitive, uh, like high-level games that we were expecting. But I get what Nain Anzer uh, is alluding here. When you see these players 
you know, have the official skins like we did for the first time during this preseason. That's it. That's like meaning this is your job now. It's not just a fun uh, esports uh, thing that you just do as a hobby. So you got to take even the preseason somewhat seriously when you have all the fans just tune in expecting to see a show, right? Yeah. I mean, I agree with that completely, honestly. So I think when I turned it on, because I was so excited and I was so hyped to watch OWL again. And the first thing that I see, Paris played NYXL, correct? Yep. The first thing I see is Paris Instalock 6 DPS. Go back and rewatch. That's what happened. They Instalock 6 DPS, then run back to spawn as, a, as if like, oh, we got to change. Uh-oh, you know, this wasn't going to work. And I'm just like, okay, like, that's funny. Let's see if you try, oh, Jonax on. Okay, this is okay. And, and it got worse throughout the day. Honestly, the Atlanta, or, uh, yeah, the Atlanta match was really fun. Seeing DeFran play Torb. And it'd be a fun strat to watch someone play. It was great. And then you have Soon, who can cap the point, instead decides to dance and not do it, and then they don't even get to cap the point. And just most of it was embarrassing. And I'll be honest, uh, I was really looking forward to seeing the Houston match because Flame tweeted out right before, like probably three or four minutes before Nate Manzer tweeted his whole spiel out. Right before that, he was like, we got some strats that we've been working on. We thought this would be fun, and, you know, it's going to be a fun thing. And then Nate Nanzer tweets his thing out. And it turns out that Florida, I believe, is who they were going to play. Florida had strats that they drew up for this specific match as well. So it it, it was a really big bummer because I feel like Nate's not communicating well with the teams. Um, He's done a lot right in Season 1. But between Season 1 and Season 2, I've seen a lot of steps back. Um, from just throughout the whole thing, I'm taking shots at Nate Nanzer today. Apparently, um, he, he subscribes. He's a listener, big fan. I know, I know he is. Uh, Nate, since you're listening, let's have a talk, buddy. First of all, fanatics, get your crap together, dude. <laughs> Second oh. of all, I hope you don't get get kicked out as the official podcast of Vancouver Titans. Uh, but second <laughs> of all, mystery heroes, really. Come on. Hey, it's it's my jam. I, I know. I know it's your jam. But, like, seriously, at least wait a day. Or at least communicate with your teams and say, hey, what are y'all planning to do for this? Like, are you going to take this seriously like a show match, like Runaway versus South Korea? Or are you going to take this as a joke? Because last preseason was people actually tried. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and I understand that there's no real expectation for that. But saying, well, it's different this season. Like, what do you plan to do? And I know it's good that they, that they're trying to get all this production stuff knocked out. And I think that's actually a really great thing that they're trying to do. And it was a really smart decision because I'm super hyped right now. I've had Overwatch League on my phone so much. However, you got to communicate with your teams. Why not say, hey, are you planning to do the same stupid stuff, Flame? Like, are you and the Outlaws, are you all going to do this? Oh, no, we actually have strats planned. Like, this will be really cool for us. Uh, Muma's actually going to play Symmetra. And, you know, and say, okay, well, tomorrow is going to be Mystery Heroes, and today you can just finish it out how we've done it. And it looks organized. It doesn't look like he's just making spontaneous decisions. And I don't know. I have my frustrations. But other than that, man, go Titans. <laughs> the the thing that, uh, you know, resonates the most with me is there did seem to be that disconnect. Now, it's possible that on you know, the marketing sites like, yeah, we're going to have some scrims. We'll set up. We'll be community really psych things up. The problem was, is that when you have 
you know, the professional players not taking it seriously and you see the fan reaction. I I would argue a significant majority of those watching these events, if you follow along on Twitch chat and on social media, people were upset. This is not what you told us we would see. So I can see where Nate's sort of saying, oh, we, we need to, to pivot. We need to, to fix this. And you're right. It's too bad that that switch occurred before day one was even over. Um, they could have done that for day two. The thing, though, that I, I find real interesting is that if you start to follow the conversation with some of the, the personalities and the casters and, and whatnot, is there were there was almost equally split between sort of that demographic. So you have someone like, uh, you know, Jonathan Larson or Ryan Force, as we know him, who's like, I get that teams don't want to show their strats or intricate gameplay until season starts, but I find it pretty disrespectful to the fans who have been waiting over half a year to see their favorite teams compete again. At least play your real roles and try to put on a show. And I think that's that final bit there. Try to put on a show is what's most important. Had Owl come out and said, these are show matches. I think people's expectations would have been fine. We would have like, oh, they're going to have some fun. Um, and, you know, players playing off rules, or maybe there were some strats, you know, built in it. Who knows? Uh, Monte Cristo replies, like, I don't think teams should give away any competitive advantage in a show match when the league starts next week. And that was the other side of the spectrum. It's like, well, wait a minute. Why, why would teams want to go and give away intel to their, their opponents? Now, he and, and uh, Jonathan went back and forth. And then uh, the comment that I found interesting was from uh, Titan's very own Harsha. And, and Harsha replies by saying, it gives away habits that can be exploited. I can't see any benefit in taking it remotely seriously, at least competitively. Now, this makes a lot of sense. If you are running the team, you want to show zero cards. But from a marketing perspective, you want to show all the cards and it's a delicate balance. Ultimately, maybe they'll get it right for season three, because what did we expect? We expected season one preseason, right? That's what we saw previously. It was the only experience we had. And when they come out and they say scrims, you know, that's, I think what we as fans expected, um, I didn't actually have a problem with, you know, off picks. It's the, you know, not capturing points it's the right. sort of goofing off yeah that's like oh well whatever well yeah, and like, been, sorry go ahead sorry yeah i think it was it could have been easily avoided if it was clarified to the players because the players probably carried out whatever the coaches told them and the coaches probably said okay we're just running this for fun uh don't care about you know winning the game just do whatever. And if they had approached it and like, uh, okay, just play goats and you could have some, uh, you know, the players who will not see a lot of playing time go out there and try to prove themselves and, uh, and pop off and make a show out of it. Yeah. It could have been much, much better. The key here is probably because of the meta. There's a lot of like whispers uh, going through the grapevine that we're right on the cusp of uh, having a counter for goats. And maybe that's what the players are trying to protect here or, or people like Harsha. But I f- feel like they could have just rolled out regular expected boring goats, but then people would complain too. Cause people always complain regardless of what they, what they get. Uh, yeah. But well, yeah, it could have been, you can't like go either 
black or white. There should have been some gray area in between. And I feel like we've gotten an extreme uh, uncompetitive uh, games there, especially the first day. They could have just played something in between, I mean. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think there's a difference, though, between um, showing strats and actually playing characters that are viable and useful and not running 60 DPS just for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, for Harsh's comment, I kind of disagree with it, mainly for the fact that these guys play ranked and they play together. Just the other day, there was a clip on the front of competitive Overwatch where Hacksaw like, dove in on Genji uh, and then blocked uh, Jake, who was playing McCree. And he he blocked his high noon and killed killed the whole team basically like it was it was a nutty play, but cool they're playing he's playing Genji against someone that he'll play in the league. People know their tendencies and because they play ranked together, you can see the way that people work and operate in their games. They're pro they're pros. I know pro like Overwatch League is a different level than just like competitive on in the game itself, but you can learn their tendencies easily just by playing competitive and them being in your games them queuing with you and they even scream against other teams before they scream as well yeah yeah absolutely yeah you know i i think i just want to make it very clear like if i were to say oh i totally agree with what happened or i was disappointed i was disappointed i mean just make that clear i can i can see the perspective and it's it's a perspective that we see in traditional sport just the same where you know on the you know, I'll use like special teams in hockey. Uh, typically, the teams will just run sort of very basic um, uh, structure and in plays because they're not really wanting to show their full hand. But when it comes to the game, no one's taking it easy. They're playing hockey or they're playing baseball. They're playing football, and that's the point that Nate was trying to point out. Um, I don't necessarily agree with Nate saying, well, uh, you know, it's akin to the center fielder playing catcher or the punter playing left tackle. I actually feel with, with eSport being able to um, try out in different roles can actually be beneficial. And what better opportunity than something like that, you know, for the, for the fans. Ultimately though, I think what the league wanted to do was amp the fans up. This was to, you know, get that engine started. You know, the light was just hitting yellow before it, you know, hit green when the season starts and just a couple of days. And unfortunately the car backfired, stalled out. And currently there's a bunch of people pushing it uh, with the flag in the back as they try to capture it. Because again, the CTF match, uh, the Titans are playing right now. Do either of you have it on? Yeah, I think I just wanted to call uh, Nate Nanzer and let him know that Haxal is playing uh, Lucio. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see that Omni's in chat. He just posted his uh, Sasquatch emote. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that you guys are watching. See, I, I'm being the host. I got. I got to take the podcast seriously. I have to miss out on all this stuff. But uh, let's. Enough, enough about the community account. Let's talk a little bit about the merch. Uh, so, Timber, uh, you had sort of alluded to it just a moment ago, but uh, I don't know how to describe the situation is messed up. So, for those who don't know, the official merch store launched uh, through Fanatics. And jerseys are the most popular item. Now, originally, custom jerseys weren't available. They are now a little more expensive than if you were to get a screen-printed player jersey and even more expensive than if it was just a blank jersey. 
But jerseys have started to arrive. People have started to receive them. And while the jerseys themselves did look different online than what the teams had been publishing as being this season's jersey, people sort of thought, oh, maybe this is just, you know, the early version. Um, It's filler. But it's not. The jersey you see online in the Fanatic store is identical to the one that's going to show up in your house, which means if it's a dark jersey and those numbers are dark, it is dark on dark. You can't see it. But beyond that, the quality of the jerseys uh, has been called into question, and we haven't yet had official word from uh, the Overwatch League, but it does sound as if enough people have raised enough noise that they're going to respond. Now, I know, uh, Omni, you got talked out of buying a jersey. You almost pulled the trigger. In fact, I think you did, and then you had to go back and put the bullet back into the gun. Right, because I was looking at other teams with the problems that they had, like the Atlanta Reign or or Gladiators having the old design. But I thought, well, Vancouver at least has its only design, so that's the new one. Then I looked at the Overwatch League website, and I saw, wait a minute, the numbers should be green on the back. And then I was like, okay, I will wait until they fix it or address it in some other way. I was very, very close because they had this uh, offering of uh, 20% just just one day because I guess – uh, the word is out and people are not buying the jerseys and I was super close, but I, I was talked out, thankfully. And uh, now I'm waiting to see it fixed because because a lot of people are willing to buy those jerseys. Just just give us what the players wear. That's all we want. Same. I was going to buy I was going to buy a Titan jersey, but I was like, there's no names on the front. If I buy a stitch jersey, am I not going to see a name on the front? If I buy a Twilight jersey, will there be a name on the back? Well, can't buy a Twilight jersey. Exactly. But I want the name on the front and the back and the numbers to look what's like in the picture. If I would buy a Fran jersey, I want to be able to see the numbers and the name. The Is that too much to add? Yeah, you're paying more for those too. So, yeah. And I don't think it is. Like this is where it, it's, it's very surprising. Because again, to use the traditional sports example, traditional sports typically have different tiers of jerseys. So there's like the, the game-worn, authentic, replica, and then the jersey. <laughs> the shirt that pretends to be a jersey. Mm-hmm. Now, the price varies between tiers, but there are people who will buy, you know, game worn and authentic because they want exactly what the players have. And that option does not exist here. But what's even sketchier is that when you look at traditional sports, the replica quality jersey is still relatively identical to the authentic. The difference is the quality of the build, um, how, uh, you know, the screening is taking place, but ultimately if there would be a number on the front of the Jersey or a name that would be there. This is what is odd is that for whatever reason, fanatics chose not to go through, you know, that path. What's even odd, more odd. And I didn't share this a moment ago, but for those of you who have, you know, are now looking at this, like, what, what are these guys talking about? You could potentially be getting a jersey from Fanatics that if you were to look at it, has a tag representing ITA or into the AM, which was the merch provider for jerseys last year, which is, again, weird that they've signed an entire new deal for a merch with one company who is either not prepared or alternatively accessed a whole crap ton of stock from the previous merch provider and is now, you know, pushing it out to the people who are buying them. It's, it's just screaming miscommunications again. Yeah. It's, 
It's as if, despite all their best efforts, they keep looking down at that shoelace that's not tied up, and they're like, ah, that's not a big deal. Then they trip and they fall and they get up, damn shoelace, oh well, but they don't tie it up. Like, it's like all these small things, you know, when really, if you look at season one, these are situations they had over. Like, Jersey's last year was was a hot topic for a while. So why why repeat that mistake? Again, I, I can't explain it. Anyhow, um, the only other thing about merch I just wanted to share, while we don't know of any Canadian store, and I'll be quite honest, I don't imagine there will be one, uh, there is talk that there will be an EU store. So for any of you who are listening to this podcast outside of North America, um, you know, stay tuned, an EU merch store might be made available, and that should help with exchange, shipping, and duties. Although, again, it's just a rumor and uh, uh, innuendo that we've heard so far. Now, Enough about community countdown. Enough about merch. Um, there has been some player movement. And the the one uh, movement that I, I thought was really relevant for us to talk about was that Fearless has left the Shanghai Dragons uh, temporarily, uh, gone back to Korea to deal with what was originally disclosed as personal reasons, although it's since come out that uh, um, there's health reasons. Now it might be, you know, mental health or what have you, like where, you know, the called shock. We don't know. And we're not trying to speculate just that fearless left Shanghai dragons. And that put them in a real tough spot. Um, when you have your front line suddenly disappear and leave a giant hole. So why is that, you know, relevant to a Titans podcast? Well, the dragons were going to be playing the Titans in the Titans very first match. Now, Shanghai has allegedly made a deal with the Boston Uprising. And I guess I didn't say allegedly because I haven't seen anything official, but um, it sounds like they have acquired Gamsu from Boston Uprising, which again, also kind of is odd on the BU side, but I don't know enough about either two of those rosters to really understand, um, you know, the greater impact. Now, uh, thoughts on, first of all, you know, that, that fearless departure and in turn the potential you know acquisition of gamsu mm, i first of all it is official at this uh it is okay point. i hadn't seen it when i start put when i was putting the show notes together yeah no worries so yeah it, i think that makes giguri the only uh remainder of uh the previous year's uh shanghai or oh, dia as well but other than that, yeah, they they almost lost their main tank. Uh, they got a good replacement, I think, in Gamsu. But again, I think they'll be a little bit slower out of the gates because uh, he wasn't uh, playing that much with the team at all. And uh, I hope for the best for the Shanghai Dragons. Obviously, not in their first game against uh, Vancouver, but it's an interesting uh, it's interesting to see when teams kind of fix each other's problems because uh, here we have Shanghai didn't have a main tank and, and Boston kind of had this backlog of main tanks with Axiom fusions with a double, uh, you know, the, the double sided uh, contract. And now with Gamsu in, in main tank, we kind of see this uh, trade uh, materializing. Hopefully it works out for the best for both teams, kind of like uh, the Anko custom move last year. And uh, we can only wait and see what, what goes on with both teams. Any thoughts there, Timber? Uh, I do think it's strange that Fearless left the way he did uh, with Shanghai's just really sketchy history of, uh, I can't say corruption, but with their sketchy history of corruption. Um, I'm curious what it was that made Fearless actually want to leave. They say he wasn't good enough. Uh, I wonder if it was a mental health thing. 
you know, I, I wonder the situation behind that. I think Gamzu is a great replacement for Fearless. Um, if Fearless wasn't st- sticking with the, uh, um, sticking with the plan and staying with the team. And so we'll see how it goes and see if he gets acclimated. I think if I'm not mistaken, Shanghai has a game on Thursday. They do. So they have a, so they have a game to maybe win before, uh, by the way, not technically undefeated since they won a preseason game, but <laughs> they have a possible game to win before they face us. And, um, they have a game to get acclimated as well. And it, it might be a little bit scary seeing that they have that crowd. Um, some of them have that crowd experience in front of them already, but um, run away at the same time. They have, they, they're used to it or sorry, Titans at the same time are used to it when they were playing as runaway. And so it'll be an interesting thing. I'm curious how, um, how Shanghai transitions throughout the year. I'm really hoping Gaguri stays on the team and actually plays and isn't, just kind of the poster child for uh, for the team, if that makes sense, because uh-huh. she's plastered on everything. And I hope that she plays because she's earned that spot and she's worked her butt off for it. So, Are they playing uh, Chengdu in the first game? I think so. The, the Hunters, if they are, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Check. So if they are, then they definitely are going to win. They, they should probably just talk to them because Chengdu also has problems with Jichi and their main tank. Just, just, Make a deal behind the scenes not to play any main tanks. Yeah. <laughs> the, the new single tank meta. <laughs> yeah, they play. They play the spark actually. Oh, yeah. I that's going to be up. rough. Though. I pulled it up on over.gg. Hengzu Char- Spark. I said sharks. That'd be a cool name. Anyways, and Timber, you had mentioned that uh, there was talk that it's possible that uh, uh, the departure was related to underperformance. And this is actually supported by a tweet from uh, Halo. You might know him as Halo, but it's uh, uh, Aaron Brown, who is at Halo of Thoughts on Twitter, uh, said that the reason for the actual departure and trade was that the thought was Shanghai Dragon's main tank, Fearless, had been underperforming. And uh, had that trade not occurred, the main tank would have been Youngjin, so... Youngjin being DPS makes very little sense that they would be using mm-hmm. the resources very well. So again, we don't know. It is really, really odd. One so late in the, in the going, like just days before the yeah. season starts to see something, something like this occur. And, you know, if it was one thing, it was, yeah, you know, players ill as in, you know, flu or under the weather, um, you know, we get that. Or if it was like, you know, you know something to do with the family, like we don't yeah. know. We truly don't yeah. know. And we're not looking here to speculate. It's just, it's odd. And Shanghai, as you had said, of all of the teams for this to happen with, that's the one where those question marks are just that a bit bigger. Yeah, yep. absolutely. On an unrelated note, though, uh, I just got a confirmation that Nate Nanzer is actually is listening to the podcast right now because Haxel is back on Genji. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> so you're telling me that Nate Nanzer hacked into my computer and is listening live because that's cool. That's like next level. Nate, but here's the I thing: props to you for for doing that. Exactly how that power. We use that mon- monkey paw, but we use that monkey paw, and now Stitch is on Lucio and not Hacksaw. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Segwaying into the last couple uh, two things I want to talk about in the fray is to do with the production side of the business now. Uh, talent announcement came out. Uh, I think the the big news was that uh, we're going to see uh, Wolf and Achilles join the uh, the broadcast team coming over from uh, Apex and Contenders, uh, at least the English broadcast side. Uh, any surprises there? 
I don't know if I'd call it a surprise. I'd say it's a welcome, uh, it's a welcome announcement. Honestly, they were mm-hmm. amazing and they work really well together and they know, I mean, most of this league now is Korean rosters and they know that history of those Korean players and the teams that they've come from. And so it's really cool to be able to take that knowledge and put it to an OWL. Yeah. It only made sense. Just took the words out of my mouth with their, uh, prior history in the apex only makes sense and then uh the only other thing i mean there's always going to the desk uh and then danny lim emily tang and uh mika burton they're going to be on the sidelines uh so we don't yet see the potential return of reinforce which people thought was happening or may happen uh but uh the other side of production was the fact that those of you who have a television in your house may get an opportunity to watch the Overwatch League without having to stream it. That's right. Uh, ESPN, whose parent company is Disney, and they own uh, ESPN, ABC, all sorts of different networks. Well, um, ESPN announced that the Overwatch League is going to be broadcasting on Disney XD. So again, Disney XD is a channel that uh, you may or may not subscribe to. Uh, They will have the last match every Thursday broadcast and the first two matches on Sunday. So that's the last Thursday match and first two matches on the Sunday. Those will be broadcast live on Disney XD. Stage one and two playoffs, as well as the all-star game. This is the big one in my mind. It's going to be on network television. It'll be broadcast on ABC. And for those of you who don't quite understand that concept. Well, what does network television mean? It ultimately means that one in the United States, it's your, your big four networks. And one of them has got it Two, typically network television doesn't always require a subscription. It literally means if you have an antenna, you can get a local feed. And two, the fact that ABC is going to be covering this is big because that means they're actually putting money into esports with the belief that, Hey, this can actually you know, fill the void uh, where ABC has lost other mainstream and traditional sports in the past. Now, I will admit it's a little odd that then stage three playoffs, they switch over to ESPN2. Now, that could very well be that as to the the contract requirements ESPN has um, with other, uh, you know, traditional sports, mainstream sports that sort of got in the way. But again, network TV is big. Typically speaking, you make it to network TV when you're official. Even, I mean, hell, I'm a hockey fan. The NHL has only just really embraced network TV United States being on NBC, but it's even, it's only shown periodically. It's on the NBC sports channel. But I, I mean, for those of us, we're probably going to be still streaming it, right? 100% OWL drops. Give me them tokens. <laughs> well, actually, did you get the all access pass there, Tara? Indeed, I did. Yeah, see, that's the one drawback. Network TV doesn't give you that option where you can start, you know, changing the view and the camera. The all-access pass will. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I will admit having it on broadcast is kind of neat. Um, I might even throw it on one of my parents' place and I won't be able to turn it off. I really drive them nuts. But as we look to wrap up this episode, we do have a review that we want to share. That's right. We had said that on the previous episode, you put a review in iTunes uh, 
if you put it on a Google Play, Stitcher, um, Spotify, I'll do my best to find it. But on iTunes, I got it automatically coming to me. And when you do drop the review, I will read it verbatim on the podcast. So we had a review from Pat the Manatee. Pat the Manatee. And Pat says, awesome peeps who clearly have a massive love of Overwatch and Owl. Lots of great info and convo. Five out of five freaking stars. Like, and I actually checked. We All of our ratings so far, five out of five stars. I haven't even had my friends and the family give me the, the free five out of five stars. <laughs> Timber, have you reviewed the podcast yet? Maybe. Why don't you refresh? <laughs> Well, if you have, I don't know, am I here at your, your review in the next episode? I give you a five star. The, um, that's good. That's good. Um, but again, if you do wish to, you know, drop us some love, the easiest way to do it is reviewing us on iTunes. Um, you can also, you know, obviously connect with the podcast through readysetpone.com. There's a contact page. Just punch in your information. We'll hear it. Our email address is feedback at readysetpone.com. Uh, and then Twitter is at readysetpone. And for those of you who, again, have yet to figure out readysetpone is R-E-A-D-Y-S-E-T-P-W-N. Uh, Timber, you're the guest, so I'm going to give you the first opportunity to share any final words of wisdom, any thoughts that you want to share to the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of Ready, Set, Poem listeners. Yeah, uh, words of wisdom are very few, so I'll just share and plug everything that I'm on. Uh, (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter. Sounds good to me. At Aaron Flynn. Uh, My real name's not Timber. That'd be weird. Uh, But uh, I'm not the guy that created... Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, so stop tagging me. Uh, his Aaron is spelled with a Y, not an O. Mine is A.A. Ron Flynn. That happened a lot. Also, you can check out uh, I do jersey designs for fun. Um, and so, like, if you have an esports team and you want a jersey design, just hit me up. I don't charge unless you want to give me a jersey. That'd be cool. So check out timberflynnconcepts.wordpress.com and you can go check out all my Overwatch ones I've done and I've done some for some sports teams and yeah, so that's all I got to plug. Thanks for letting me be on here. No, I appreciate you uh, you coming out. And I mean, you and I were talking a little bit about this beforehand, but I think it'll be good to get you in uh, on uh, every odd episode just to have you in as a special guest. Um, you know a lot more than Sam does, so that's also a plus. Um, again, there might be the whole Sam-Timber conflict, can't help that but i've been told uh debate's good for podcasts it's all good i mean whenever you want me on just hit me up i i I charge by the uh lanyard or race can we debate can't wait to debate what (laughs) can we debate this fact that it's good for the podcast i don't know i mean nate manzer doesn't approve of it anymore (laughs) yeah if 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 nate unsubscribes then uh sorry man you're done but uh, uh, on on a, a funny note, ever since Sam joined the podcast, we've seen our stats start to trickle in Korea. So I'm fairly confident that whatever it was that Sam said a few episodes back obviously wasn't all that polite. <laughs> Omni, final words of wisdom. Uh, yeah, so if you're a fan of the Titans and you enjoy the occasional uh, sound of the fire truck siren... Then uh, tune in next week and every week after that because you'll get plenty of it here. Damn straight.
The other thing that I would also like to share is that we've got some fun stuff happening at readysetpone.com. Yes, the content itself isn't always uh, present, but we're not a, a blog. We're a podcast that has a blog, but we do want to ensure that we can provide you uh, news in a more timely fashion. So come to the site when you want to find out post-game thoughts. Uh, we've got some uh, content being created for that. And uh, as well, for anyone who, uh, you know, wants to get more involved, the easiest way to go about that is to follow us on Twitter, follow the Rain, uh, Rain City Runners on Twitter, at runners underscore VA, come out to the viewing parties. I know Timber won't be there. I know I won't be there. Omni will be at one of them. Have you figured out which one you're going to yet, Omni? Oh, not really, unfortunately. Well, you can play, you know, a game of Mystery Omni to find out which location he went to. I think Sam's going out to the official one, if I recall. Uh, you know, and Sam, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I won't be able to tell them until after you've gone to one or the other. But uh, on behalf of Timber at Aaron Flynn, Omni at Omni Strife, myself, Chris at Light Force, the missing in action Sam, who is at another Sam Chan, this has been a great episode 11. Look for us next week at the same time for episode 12, where we will recap your Vancouver Titans opener against the Shanghai Dragons, where we hope we're not the Dragons first. So, as we do with every episode... Catchphrase!